Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports for July 15th, 2019. And after what feels like an attorney, all three boys are back in the house. The boys are back. The boys of summer, I can't think. The boys of summer, Saturday for the boys. Whatever. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. That's what I was looking for too. All the above, all three of us are back because as always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgren, for each and every week of Project Esports. And alongside me is Dylan Beal. How are you doing today, Dylan? I'm doing good. I played some card games. I did good. You got to rant about uh, Amazon bunch- a little bit. I'm, I'm, you're going to give me a little bit of time today to rant about Amazon, maybe. Um, but yeah, I feel. And the most important one, I know this is not the first time he's been back, but he's been the first time we are back together because he did ditch on me last week. But James Graham, our faithful Canadian. It wasn't, was it last week or was it the week before? I thought I ditched the week before. No, okay, yeah. Yeah, Does that make it better? And now it does make it. Ah, I mean, maybe I don't know, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm back, uh, borderline indefinitely, which is nice. Um, borderline, <laughs> borderline indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. All wrapped up. My classroom portion of school made it through barely, but a pass is a pass, so barely. I'm okay wow. with it. That's the esports. I mean, that's the Project Esports model, making it through everything just barely. It was a very scuffed pass. We are so glad to have you back and actually with you being back kind of our little bit of housekeeping is we are going to have so many changes coming up over these next couple of weeks. First off, the big one for anyone in chat today or anyone that missed our stream earlier and coming to the audio platforms wondering why we weren't streaming is because we changed our times around. We are now going to start live streaming every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And then that's going to be 10 o'clock Eastern time, 11 o'clock Atlantic time. Right, James? What are you? What's your time zone? It's Atlantic. It is Atlantic. That's what I thought. Yep. So So we are much later. So it's going to be much more West Coast friendly, but a lot less East Coast friendly. And that is because of me. Because I did move to Las Vegas, if you guys did not know already. So it's the only way I could really continue doing the show. So it's kind of a necessary evil. But on top of that, besides moving our time... We are asked, we are redoing a lot of popped off. We'll be having a new website going up. We will be announcing new shows in the distance future. And we have so many other really cool things coming up in the future. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at Twitter, um, twitter.com slash popped underscore off for any updates there. Because we do have a lot of really cool things coming for you guys, including potentially some changes to Project Esports outside of the time. But you guys are not here to listen to us talk about housekeeping and listen to James, why he's been gone the last couple months. You are here to listen to the Project Esports podcast, where each and every week we talk about the biggest stories in esports. And let's jump right into our first one with the Esports Hall of Fame. Um, it, I'm going to hand this over to Dylan. I cannot promise you I'm going to approve this message. Um, he says there is some kind of scandal. That's all I'm going to give you guys. It is going to be something. So, Dylan... Please make sure we still have followers after this. All right, it's time. It's time for one of my little, little rants. Okay, so <clears throat> let me give the background for this. So every year, um, the Esports Hall of Fame um, puts out a community vote to uh, induct someone into the Esports Hall of Fame. You know, it works basically like every other Hall of Fame. And there's been some notable people that have gone in there: um, Moon from Warcraft and Starcraft, Boxer, like the Faker of Starcraft, which in League of Legends, Faker got inducted. Fatality, who's like the OG esports person, total biscuit, like 
number one community person of all time. And then after that, there was a couple Counter-Strike people and one Quake person. So this year they're doing it again and they opened it up and uh, some of the nominees, they have basically one from every game. There's no, no two games overlap, um, but they have Tommy in Germerson, something European. It's close enough. Bruce Granick from FIFA, he plays FIFA. Um, Rafa plays Quake. Armada from Smash. Armada, obviously, the like the best Smash player of all time. So yeah. very clearly, I think he's probably going to get it. Or the OG, the boy from Halo, Walshy. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. I think this is actually really good because I, I think the bottom two are definitely really great. Armada, obviously, right now, just absolutely killing it. Like, just like the one that, like, you know, like the gods of Smash. And then Walshy, like the god of Halo back in the day. So I'd be very interested to see who who gets it. It's a community vote, so I'm assuming that Armada is probably going to win because Smash is on the up and up right now. And I would say more people know him right now than Walshy because Walshy's kind of like an older person, and it's been a while since he's been in the spotlight. But do you guys have any comments about this before I dig in deep and I reveal some information that no one here has? Some breaking news. Well, just weighing in on the people who are previously inducted and the people who could be inducted, um, I think we have a very nice balance, Dylan. I feel like balance is going to be a bit of your rant. So I want to say right now we're doing okay. We got a little bit of everything, a little bit of spice, a little bit of community, some players. We have both fakers, which is really nice. Uh, So, you know, I'm happy with how, uh, how well spread out we are. Before Dylan starts, I would like to say I disagree with his whole message. I do not approve of him. You didn't hear it. I I don't feel like I need to. All right, I'll get started then. So what I think is a little bit interesting is looking at these uh, inductees, the ones who have gotten in. Uh, So far, there are two, four, six, eight, nine people in the the Hall of Fame right now. Three of them are Counter-Strike. Okay. So you have a third of them who are Counter-Strike players. And yeah, you know, Counter-Strike is popular, sure. Um, but it's just weird because no other game is really going that hard, except maybe Quake. Quake has like two people, but Quake is also an OG sport, so I can kind of see how that is uh, a little bit popular. But three is a really big number. But, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's whatever. Uh, now, going down to the jury, the people who select the inductees. Um, Here it is. Here number it is. one person that obviously stands out is Thorin, which... I mean, just having Thor in there, I think, should be disqualification in and of itself because uh, he said some abhorrent things, terrible things. And I would distance myself from any project that he's been on. Number one. Okay. Number two, there are two. So, so, so in total, there's one, two, three, four, five people, five jurors that select these people. Two of them are CSGO people. One of them is Thorin. One of them is Red Eye. Red Eye, perfect person. I would absolutely say he is perfect for this. Red Eye is like the esports dude. He's like he's like esports non-denominational. He's like in every esports. So I think he's perfect. And then you have Christian Hellspawn Lord. Now you might be saying, who is Hellspawn? Well, he's the business director of DreamHack. Now you might be saying, Dylan, what does DreamHack have to do with this? Well, my friends. Move this over. Okay. So, <laughs> so the Esports Hall of Fame is run by Turtle Entertainment, who owns ESL. 
Christian Hellspawn Lord is the owner of DreamHack, which is owned by Modern Times Group. And the Modern Times Group owns Turtle Entertainment. Hmm. So you see where it's all connected. Now, yeah. someone who runs who runs this, why should they why why should it be so 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 tied to an organization, right? That'd be like if Blizzard ran the Esports Hall of Fame. Obviously, there's a big uh, issue with that, don't you think? Sure. I mean, it, it means the Forsen boys would eventually make it into the Hall of Fame, and I'd be okay with that. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> all this is just all tied in together because you have DreamHack and ESL just running this thing. And not only that, but they're also on the jury of this. And on top of that, what does ESL make a lot of money on the most, do you think? CSGO. CSGO. They also make a good amount of money on Rainbow Six, though. Yeah, but Rainbow Six is yeah, Who watches Rainbow not, Six? A lot of yeah. people watch Rainbow Six. What I'm getting at is I just find it a little bit weird that all these CSGO people are inducted, that all these jurors are CSGO people, and that they're owned by ESL, who has heavy ties in CSGO. Because why? Because they're a European company. And CSGO makes those big European bucks. Also, also just to wrap it out, eh, Thorne is on it. Ugh, gross. I mean, I don't totally agree with Thorne. I think Thorne's a bit of a questionable figure. Um, definitely like the fact that Red Eye is one of the judges um, or like one of the, the jurors. Because like, I mean, there is there is really nobody better than Red Eye, I think, to be really be a part of it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I can see how it's a little biased, but at the same time, like CSGO is one of the earliest esports. Um, it's one of the most long-standing esports. Is is a um, is like a franchise. You know what I mean? Like we like because we've seen Quake come and go. Quake was a huge one. Call of Duty has come and go. Quake, oh, Call of Duty was also a huge one. But CSGO has kind of remained constant. So I kind of can see why they would have people from that air, like from that scene, being on this panel. Yeah, but I mean, we have one person that's like from Warcraft, and there's a lot of Huge names in Warcraft. Grubby, for instance. I don't know. I think Grubby would probably be there. He was like the top, one of the top foreigners who, who was in, involved in the Dota, the Dota scene when it was out in the Warcraft scene too. Um, so that's a little weird. He isn't in there. Um, I don't know. There just seems to be, you know, a ton of names are missing specifically from a lot of RTSs. Um, I don't know. Maybe even League. Maybe even some casters. Maybe famous casters. Um, I don't know. And not only that, but there's very few... Uh, um, people just from like other games. There, I mean, I, I feel like there's missing, you know, a couple games. I think, I think, I, I think your argument would kind of stand a little higher if we weren't seeing people like Armada being nominated and Walshy. You know what I mean? Like, I think like these people are being recognized, right? And they're going to the community and stuff like that. The problem is, is like it is like you know, it's up to the community as well. And like, I mean, which which communities have like the you well, know, biggest following? Yeah, well, no, no, that's okay. my point. It's community voted. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so the issue is you say it's a vote, right? But not every vote is equal, right? Because you put this out there and you're not sending it directly to League players. You're not sending it directly to Smash players or anything like that. The way that this is going to get the biggest traction is through the people who are involved. And everyone involved is majorly in the CSGO scene. So a lot of these CSGO players are going to see it mainly. And that's why I say there's that that, that big issue of, of having all these people on the board that are for CSGO because they put it out there, they put on ESL, they put on internal entertainment and all that. And that's just basically pumping it directly to CSGO people and people who are more likely to watch CSGO 
who are also into ESL like Rainbow Six. But the same thing can kind of be said about like like yeah, it's it is kind of like almost a direct feed into like the CS:GO like atmosphere. But like I mean, you do have guys like Red Eye who a lot of like esports characters follow in general, right? Like regardless of your background, like I mean, Red Eye is kind of like a collect everybody follows him, right? And they also follow his like parody account. Like it's all it's all covered, right? Um, same thing with Thorn. Like I mean, even though like a lot of the league community don't like him, but you know we all end up following him because it's it, you know it's fucking Thorn, right? Um, so I think it, like I mean, we are seeing a bit of a disruption and maybe a bit of a bias towards the CSGO community um, initially, but I feel like as this grows, I think, I mean, like the League of Legends subreddit, it's, dude, it's massive. So I promise you, like the next time like a, a League player gets nominated again, they'll be, they'll be blown up. You know what I mean? Maybe. Well, I, it's, it's that, and it's only one person a year at this point, isn't it? Like, yes, they're probably biased, but I mean, people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame will end up in the Hall of Fame eventually. I mean, if it was classes of 10 people, no, if it was classes of 10 people and we're still seeing this percentage, that'd be crazy. But I mean, CSGO is one of the oldest esports. I agree that we're missing some from Warcraft and Starcraft, some of the other older esports. But we've seen some from Quake as well as that. They're pretty much starting at the back of the line, like how all Hall of Fames work, is that they always go back to the oldest class and the people only eligible after so many years. That's that's that the timeline doesn't show that it goes it goes throughout different years. I but what what but I think the core of what I'm getting at is I think it's very weird that a a, a company that has a stake in esports is running this and it's not an independent. An I think I no I think that's I think that's the biggest thing. I mean it could be uh, like a separate group of people because to be honest to to do this you don't really need a a, a big budget. I mean you really just need a, a website and a social media account. Which say if um, maybe you have a like a like a uh, I don't know a, a council or whatever like a group that decides upon like who's going to get like uh, put out there for community vote. It doesn't have to be owned by anyone. I mean, Red Eye can come in. You can get um, you know other people who are you know probably not as biased to come in. You know, uh, figureheads of the community, maybe even past people have been inducted to come in and like look at this group and nominate someone. You don't have to have a company that is not only putting out there, but they are directly profiting off of it uh, because they have a major sponsor, a major sponsor that is like the namesake of this. Now it's pay safe card, something like that. Um, but it, it's it, they're directly profiting off of this, which I think is really weird because it's the esports Hall of Fame. This should be a thing that's like a community thing that's like not weird and biased or anything, or owned by any company. This should just be a thing that we have that we can look to. Because I mean, what happens if Turtle uh, Turtle Entertainment goes under because ESL they would, honestly, they would lose, they would lose their Hall of Fame? Yeah, they're not doing great. And yeah, someone can pick it up and go, "Hey, these were the past people or whatever." But like. At the end of the day, it's not the same selection process. It's not the same anything because, uh, frankly, it might have been biased. I I can see I can I can see that. Like I mean, again, because we do see a lot of organizations come and go. DreamHack and ESL. Like I mean, they have their place, but I mean, they are getting starting to be. They are starting to get beat out by like franchise systems. You know, which like, I mean, the three of us are kind of we kind of steer closer to. You know what I mean? With me, League, and you guys, Overwatch. Like I mean these individual tournaments are starting to kind of fall to the wayside with the exception of Dota, which refuses to go anywhere. Um, I don't know. We might like, I mean, that's, that is a cause for concern, right? Cause we might lose our hall of fame or we might lose the original hall of fame. You know what I mean? Then we get the hall of fame 2.0. Yeah. And 
what I'm saying is there's a better way to do it. There's a better way to do it. And I don't know, we should keep that in the back of our mind. Well, yeah, the better way to do it is, as, I mean, this is a, this is an esports problem because esports is so different compared to everything else. Hall of Fames originated from traditional sports. And do you know who organizes those Hall of Fames? Usually sub- subsections of the leagues. Well, leagues- well, that's a little bit different because if you do a baseball Hall of Fame by the MLB, it's very clear it is the MLB. That'd yes. be like if Blizzard had an Overwatch Hall of Fame. Which, I agree. That's the solution. Know, that's I the would, only would, solution. Otherwise, be, everything else is being no, done no, no, for no, some that's kind not of monetary solution. gain. I don't think we should have an Overwatch League Hall of Fame. I don't think we should have that at all. I do like the Esports Hall of Fame. I think it's really important. I think it's cool because there's a lot of direct overlap between them, which traditional sports typically don't have someone going from baseball uh, you know, to, to football to uh, basketball or whatever. You don't have someone going around all, all those different places as opposed to someone like Red Eye, who that's, that's who he is. He does a bunch of different esports, and he's, he's a good voice for that. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he is someone who is going to be in the Esports Hall of Fame because he definitely should be. Um, but I think there is a better way to do it. You can do it through, like, a community action, and you can have a couple people together to hold this thing up. Because, like I said, you need a website and, like, maybe, like, a Twitter to actually have this go off the ground and actually reach people. You don't need, like, you know, need a physical park. landmark, right? Like, we don't need that shit. No, but yeah, no. no. I don't know. I just think at this point, esports, everyone in esports, 90, I don't know, it's hard to give a percentage on it, but a lot of people in esports are doing it for monetary gain. People see that and this is done in other sports, traditional sports, something that people compare with a lot of times. We can do this. and But no, it, I mean, yes, anyone can do this, but no, not everyone can do it and make it look good. I mean, you can't, I mean, if it's so, if it's the easiest, you're telling me, Dylan, why don't we do this? Why don't we have a ton of people and be respected in this sense? And no, because that's 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 not what I'm equating it to. I'm not equating it to, oh, just anyone come up and run this. What I'm saying is, if you have major names into it, Which takes they can money. get this out there. Not really, no. I mean, it costs Red Eye nothing to tweet something out. I mean, I mean, it's I mean even like Red Eye would probably want to do something like this. You know yeah, what I mean? He's probably the, one of those people. And the cost is almost negligible. I mean, honestly, just throw in a donation thing and ask people for donations and you'll get plenty of money because I, sh- I assure you, every single year, this will cost less than $100 to do. Like like less than that. Like it's literally having a website up, having it like look okay, which if you ask the community, hey, who can do a website or whatever, it'll run just fine. I mean, just look to the Overwatch League World Cup, right? I mean, they look to the community for that, right? What's the difference between that and this? I would say almost nothing because the World Cup, you have amazing teams with amazing staff and all that, and those are people directly from the community. You don't need a namesake sponsor. It doesn't cost that much to run. I agree, but where this people want this to go is they want it to kind of be like the eSports Awards where people show up and they get the Hall of Fame. That's a big event and all that kind of stuff, and that money needs to start coming in from somewhere and – I mean, even the NFL Hall of Fame has sponsors and stuff like that. Like, there. I mean, no, we live in a world where not, no one has no interest outside of what they're doing. Everyone it is doing be something a better for world, though. It can be a better world, though. What I'm saying oh. is we don't have to advocate for what the status quo is. Because what the status quo for the Esports Hall of Fame is shit. I don't want Thorne deciding who gets into the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't want ESL deciding who gets into the Hall of Fame. 
I want the community to because, you know, they 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 are the ones who respect these people. I don't want Thorne giving any opinion on anything. He's a shitty person. Fuck him. Okay. We've spent a lot longer on this than I anticipated. Um, is there any last wrap-up thoughts you want to say on this outside of your thoughts about Thor? Red Eye for Esports Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, I love Red Eye. Red and, Eye is and awesome. the same Hall of Fame we just insulted? The new one. The better one. Okay. The, the communist one? Yeah. <laughs> the better world one. That's, that's how every action doesn't have to be starts. communist. <laughs> Okay, well, with that, we are going to wrap up that topic, and who knows, sadly, that'll probably come back up one day. Maybe when the next, the new world, the better esports Hall of Fame starts back up. But for today, I do want to wrap up that and move over to everyone's favorite podcast within a podcast. Wow, it's been a while since I've done this. Project Esports, because last night was the finals, or I guess this last previous weekend was... What are you? What are you going on about? Dude, you, everyone's favorite podcast within the podcast, Project Esports. Share, man. Oh, did I really say that? <laughs> yeah. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Come on, Run it back. Yeah. Redo. Do over. I would like to welcome everyone to Project Overwatch, everyone's favorite podcast within a podcast. Where each and every week we talk about Overwatch for way too much because we have nothing else we like talking about more. And this week we are going to be talking about the Shanghai Dragons. Because for those of you that do not know, Stage 3 did finally come to an end this last weekend. And Shanghai Dragons, the team we made fun of so much last year, the 0-4 team, which has been rebuilt, brand new team this year, finally has completed their redemption arcs, completed the anime arc, and won the Stage 3 championship over the San Francisco Shock. In a four to three matchup, it almost got reverse sweeped. But James, I know you watched. Um, oh, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I watched it all as well. Dylan, did you watch any of this? Nope, I was playing children's card games. Of course you were, <laughs> James. I, I I don't know where to start with this. I think first off, I mean, talking about where they started from this. I mean, I think the coolest part of this not only was um, that. They won this after that full redemption arc, but also the fact that they beat the number one, two, and three seed to do it. They beat the New York XL, they beat the Titans, and they beat the Shock, which I think is just unbelievable. Yeah, dude, they ran the gauntlet. My boy Gamsu led the charge. Holy shit. Like, for anybody who doesn't know, Gamsu originally had a League of Legends background. He was a top laner. He was a top laner for Fnatic, and that's how I grew to know him. Um, and then he just kind of disappeared. Um, and I was really surprised because I was like, where, where the fuck did Gamsu go? And then he shows up playing Overwatch, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, the big thing, like, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm stoked to see an organization do this. Um, at the same time, there was a hot take done by old Monte Cristo, who uh, he, got, he got blasted on Twitter pretty hard for this because he said that the current Shanghai Dragons should not be tied to their legacy, which is that they went 0-40. Now, I don't agree with that. The organization went 0-40, not these players. doesn't matter. You're playing under the Shanghai banner. Your organization went 0-40. The thing is, though, you guys also came back and won the Stage 3 Finals, so this isn't a bad thing. To, to kind of shit on them and be like, well, you know what? You're not tied to them. You're like a whole new squad. Yes, but you're still playing for the organization, right? So, and he he got he got pretty land-based because of it. So I'm, I was glad to see the community thought that as well. It's like, listen, like, let, like I mean, these guys are playing for the org, not, you know, that they're not that roster. 
Yeah, no, and I, and I agree. I, I think everyone does know um, that I, I, I walk a fine line here. I mean, this isn't the team that went 0-40. There's only one player on the entire roster that was there last year. I mean, they could have rebranded this team this year, and no one would have had a problem with it because it's a completely different team. I I do agree that it makes the overall story and the brand. The brand should embrace it as a marketing guy. I think that they should embrace that. This Why team went you, from yeah. 0-40 to stage three, but I do agree with Monty and a fact here that this isn't the team that went 0-40. Like, yes, they no, can okay, hold okay. on to that, but they're not the same team. Right. No, but okay, but there is one constant between the 0-40 run and the stage three finals, and it's the Shanghai Dragons. The Shanghai Dragons is the constant. So, I mean, if you want to be completely remedied of that blemish on your record, then change your fucking name. But there's still the Shanghai Dragon. But uh, so, I actually, I have a, I have a point to interject here. I, I don't know why this conversation is being, being had. Doesn't really make sense to me because I mean, you know, for once, Dylan's going to bring in the traditional uh, sports uh, argument into this—a rare occurrence. Um, but the Cubs haven't, you know, back, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, it's been, you know literally decades several years. decades since yeah well yeah more than 180 years or whatever oh. since they won obviously it isn't the same team and it's not the same roster because people have come and died uh before they won a world series but that's not important like obviously it's a completely different roster of baseball players um who won the world series than you know all the ones that were losing but that's not the point like it, it is like james we were saying it is the roster or not the roster it, it's the branding of it and it's awesome that they won. I mean, I don't even know why this conversation is being had. Like, yeah, like the org is completely different. Everything's completely different. But we don't we don't talk about this with any other sport when there's a huge loss streak. Now, granted, going 0-40 is completely different from not winning a World Series in 100 years. Obviously, that's very different. But, I mean, yeah. The contrast is still the same, though, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's like, cool, the brand won, uh, won a stage. That's awesome. Let's celebrate them because the brand wasn't doing well last year. Yeah, I just I going back to traditional sports, someone that's a lot more experience kind of in it is that but people refer to teams by their years. It's like the eighty-nine bulls. Like Yeah, but it's still the eighty-nine bulls. You know what I mean? The yeah, bulls is still there, right? I know I agree that it's still the Shanghai Dragons that won here, but it's not the it's not the same team. I don't care what the name is behind it. No one should think but, of it as the same team. But nobody made that argument. Nobody made like it is the the 2018 Dragons versus the 2019 Dragons. It's the Dragons overall, right? Nobody's making that like that di- like which dynasty it is, you know what I mean? Or like which which era of the team it is. It's, you know, the Dragons as a whole. I mean, it again, it, like it doesn't matter what the changes they made. It doesn't mean, matter what player like roster management doesn't matter. It's still the Dragons. Like and that's that's kind of the end of it, you know what I mean? It doesn't go any farther than that. It's still the brand. The mayhem are always going to be shit. The may- the mayhem are going to be known for their dumb move, like they're like you know for their horrible records, you know, until they get better. the The brand is still going to be remembered, even if every player is gone. It's still going to be remembered for their shitty start, and God knows how much longer. I just don't know what the the purpose of this conversation is. Because Monty kicked the hornet's nest. That's why Monty started this whole thing because he's Monty. And it like you know, and then you had the entire you had multiple community members from different esports and everything. Wayne, you know this it was it was crazy. And like um, 
Kate was saying earlier in chat that um, like if you're racing the own 40, you're racing like the history of like the contenders that came into the dragons and really propped them up. I mean, why not? Why not both? Like why? Well, like why? Why can't you embrace both? Like you can say that, like yeah, the Shanghai's were owned forty and stuff, um, but they turned it around. You know, they brought in some new people and they had these amazing contenders players come in and they turned the team around. I mean, you can have both narratives. I I don't understand why why you need to fight over one one or the other. I think it's perfectly valid that both, right? I mean, one's considered like negative you know what i mean and like you know going off of the owen 40 and stuff like that because it's not fair to the current players but that's a blemish you need to be aware of when you're going into this team you need to be aware that as a player regardless if you're like a killer contenders player that decides to pop off in the overwatch like you're still going into a team with that blemish and you need to be okay with that and not be pissy if it happens you know what i mean i would say like an opposite blemish happened with vancouver titans of like they they came in as everyone referring to them as runaways. Yeah. And like they had like the opposite thing of like they were so good in contenders and they were so good in the league, even though they were Vancouver Titans, everyone was talking about their contenders history. I think I think it's the opposite problem, but Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're Dylan doesn't understand why we're talking about this. Me and James are on different side. Chat's divided. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think we're kind of getting away from what we really came here is to talk about the point that it is the end of a stage. And what I really wanted to bring up is that two things is one, the even coming after the ending stage, we have seen so many people um, and so many teams picking up DPS players. Now we saw Shanghai, the patch did not change between stages. The this Shanghai did. Yes, this Monte. I think Monte made the same point that nothing changed between stage two and stage three, but the meta still shifted because of really because of Shanghai being willing to put in DPSs. They were one of the first teams to do Sombra, and they made the playoff last stage. They won this year because they went around DPSs. Now you see teams picking up one for the upcoming lock, but also they found a three DPS meta that worked. So I think no matter what the narratives behind the team is that. They did what no one else in this meta could do or wanted to do. Is they I think changed it's more, the I think meta? It's, I was going to say I think it's more that it's more they they did something that nobody else wanted to do more than they were you know the ones that kind of come up with the plan. They I feel like a lot of teams have tried to experiment with this and make it work. Shanghai just made it work right, and I think and they you know they they, they reaped the benefits of it right. It was great. Um, it was not really nice watching uh, watching DM pop off too. That was great. Um. And then uh, uh, in the chat, they were talking about uh, Dia. Dia is a uh, like, Dia. Is it, Dia yeah, yeah, from the Shanghai last year. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. So like the only, oh, the only, the only inkling I saw of Dia in the entire thing was him losing his shit backstage after they. You know, yeah, that's the only time. Thank you, Yeah, yeah, it was the two of them losing their mind, which was really nice. And I think it was after the Titans victory. Yeah, well, after both of them, you could see both uh, the reactions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. So yeah, so nonetheless, congratulations that um, supposedly sometime this week the 2-2-2 lock is supposed to be finalized. I mean, it's more or less kind of finalized. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's talking about it. Teams are signing for it. I mean, it's not just by chance that teams are signing a bunch of DPS players this week. Um, yeah, so. no, it's, everybody's no. Everybody's embracing it. Maybe maybe I can start liking it. Maybe one of my teams cannot be bottom of the standings this time around. Maybe. We can hope. Probably not. 
but you never know. Um, but yeah, so I think that's all super cool. Um, anything else Overwatch that we want related? I really just want to bring up Shanghai because it is the end of an anime arc and we'll be starting a new one next stage. I, I guess the other one was, uh, the, I mean, we don't have it on the docket, um, but just to bring up really quickly, I think Blizzard is, is implementing a new ban system Oh yeah, uh, for some of their games, which is interesting. Instantly. I don't know how it's going to work. Instantly ending any game that they suspect cheating is happening in. They just end, what? They just they're outright ended. ending it. Oh my god! That's so, oh, that's that's interesting. That's a little just bit. A quick, whoops, go on. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. I'm gonna say that's a little bit more on the video game side than the kind of the esports side. So I don't know how much we want to dive into that. But yeah, if you guys have any small I, thoughts on it, yeah, I have a small thought. I wish it was like Rainbow Six, uh, where you get the global <laughs> chat of like so and so just got absolutely murked from our servers. He's out of here forever. I love that so much. That's, it's so because it happens during pro league. If you're watching the pro league games, you'll see the ban list go out and everybody getting kicked off the servers, and then and like chat just loses their shit. It's the so best. Good. Yeah, and they do it in waves too. So if you miss one, there's a chance you're going to get like one of the other six. Is awesome. I did not know that. That does sound so another an- this. another reason to watch Rainbow Six. But yeah, so yeah, that kind of wraps up Project Overwatch. Unless we have anything else we kind of want to bring up. I mean, Year 31 coming, a bunch of other kind of stuff coming from Overwatch, Overwatch World Cup. Starting to see things be announced there as well. But not too much big news. I'm sure next week we'll have a little bit more kind of surrounding the 2-2 lock that we're expecting to be locked and kind of going into next stage. But with that, let's jump back into a genre we've been talking a lot about recently. And luckily, it's no, it's not Battle Royale. It is the auto battlers, auto chess versions, whatever you want to call it. Tencent has another one out called Chess Rush. So it's competing against TFT like they do in almost every single aspect. They're always competing against their own games. But they announced a global tournament week after release. Dylan, I think you put this one in here. Yeah, don't put uh, it all in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tencent is uh, their their auto chess game is going to be called Chess Rush. Rush, and they're throwing a tournament out there super quick after it's being released. And I think this is the one that's like uh, the big mobile one. Um, Tencent obviously is going to be big in mobile. Um, but what I thought was most interesting about this is one. Uh, they're coming out of the gate swinging with this, which is awesome because they're a little bit behind um, Riot and Valve on this. And so Epic. Really, um, uh, no, not I don't think they're behind on Epic because it's Epic hasn't put theirs out yet. I don't think so. The only oh. thing that's out is Auto Chess. Um, that so even though um, the Auto Chess team is working with Epic to release one, I don't think the current Auto Chess that's on mobile is tied to Epic. Um, so Epic is still working on getting theirs out. So this is really good because they're going to need to come out swinging if they're going to compete in this environment at all. Um, the other thing I thought was really cool is that on Dot Esports, in the title, they actually gave the you know the genre a name, and I haven't seen it before anywhere. But they just called it an auto battler. Uh, so like that. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to stick or not. I hope because so. I think I, that's an easier way to kind of talk about it all. Yeah, because I, I know the, the term MOBA didn't even stick for a long time. Like, it was after League came out that MOBA actually stuck. Well, it was Dota-like, right? That was the... That yeah, was the it, it was, it, they were just called Dota-likes because... And, like, right now we're just calling them all best. Auto Chess, which is based off yeah. of the first game. 
Exactly, it's the same thing. Yeah, now, yeah. looking looking at looking at chest rush, man. I looked at like the uh, like the units and stuff like that. It's really nice looking. I'm, I actually might start playing it just to see what how like how it feels and everything like that. But like the units look really cool, and there's a lot of them. Like it's, there's a lot of variety. I'm kind of excited. Turning your back on ride that quickly. Oh, I'm not a big fan of TFT. I don't what? know. I don't know. Hey, hey if you're I, not a big fan of TFT, check out. Uh, I, can go, I can go. to Underlords. Yeah, yeah no one wants to pay for a game where you can get it for free. Or I can just keep playing normal League of Wait, Legends, un- like I do. You don't have to pay for Underlords. I thought you had to have the TI Battle Pass. No, it's free. That was just the beta of it. It's free now. Oh. Yeah, you could just go in and play. Which, uh, so I think I talked about this on a past episode, but I tried both of them out. Um, TFT is a little bit deeper in terms of strategy. Um, but, uh, Underlords is definitely the cleaner game. It's a little bit more concise and straightforward and it's definitely clean, yeah, uh, which we, I we found, I found TFT week, yeah. not as clean. Yeah. Yeah. TFT is a little clunky. It's, uh, it's all right overall and they're definitely making like steady improvements, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely has a bit of a clunky interview. Also, a lot of people don't like the carousel. A lot of people aren't a fan of that. Is that not in Underlords? Nope. The carousel is not in no. Underlords at all. There's no, there's no weird draft thing in there. I didn't know that. But. Yeah. So, okay. Anything else you want to talk about with this? I mean, I think it's cool. Doesn't surprise me. Tencent's doing something like this instead of helping out Riot. No TFT will not be coming to mobile because of this specific game. That's it. Well, that's another thing, too, is that, yeah, we won't get TFT on mobile because, I mean, then you'd have to port, you know, League of Legends to mobile, right? And we're like, I mean, me and Dylan actually got into this pretty heavily last week. So, uh, yeah, no, one thing will lead to another, and then we're getting... Like, if we do get TFT on mobile, we're getting League of Legends on mobile. One is going to come with the other. Hopefully. But, yeah. So, yeah, if there's nothing else we do have here, it is Amazon Prime Day. So, that does mean if you do have Amazon Prime and are saving all that money today, no matter what Dylan thinks about Amazon, um, that does mean you have Twitch Prime and you connect the two accounts and give a free Twitch subscription to any content creator of your choice each and every month. They do not automatically renew, so do make sure to go and give that to whatever content creator you want. That would mean the world to us because it helps us make everything we do kind of over here a reality, paying writers coming up, Frith popped off, making it most possible, all that kind of stuff. So every single sub does mean the world to us. So if you do have an... Twitch Prime subscription, please do use that on us or at least use it because you do not get that money back if you do not use it each and every month. And they, whoops, go on, Dylan. I was going to say, and if you're listening or watching to this on 7.15 or 7.16, which is the two Amazon Prime days, uh, make sure that you don't buy anything from Amazon Prime uh, because the workers are currently boycotting and do not cross the picket line and be a scab because that's terrible because uh, the workers actually have terrible conditions. Um, talking about overworking them, um, not giving them any breaks, putting them into absolutely terrible positions and barely paying them for it. Uh, so please don't cross the picket line. Do not support Amazon on these two days. If you're going to buy something, just wait a little bit. Uh, I know it's a little bit tough, but people have a terrible situation and just waiting a few days could help them a lot, actually. And big box stores are matching Amazon Prime days. So... Go somewhere at Walmart if you're Canadian. Best Buy's having a big deal as well. Exactly, yeah. So just take Amazon monies. Don't give them any. And it just happened in chat. James, I'm sure you know how to say the username instead of me. So My boy Babillion giving us that sweet, sweet Amazon Prime. Taking money from the man, giving it to the boys. God love you. You're one of the goons now. 
Yes. So for those of you that don't know, we are not insulting you. Dylan and James desperately have been trying to get esports goons going. So they will now start referring to anyone that subscribes to Project Esports or the Popped Off channel as esports goons. So no, we are not insulting you. They think it's funny. They say it a lot. So they will try to make that stick. So let us know online or in chat or whatever you're doing that. What do you think of that? Because I know where I stand. And you now know where they stand, so please let us know what you think about esports goons. But with that, let's jump in the second half of the show because we are already 40 minutes in. And we have a couple of new stories left. But another one is we are bringing back up Riot just like we did before, a little Twitch Prime ad. But this time we're going to be talking about the LCS. They added a new streaming platform as a partner. And it is our favorite streaming platform over here on Project Esports, Caffeine. The <laughs> streaming platform, Caffeine. I swear, this episode was just specifically made to make me upset. Like, all these, like, it's, I mean, I know I put all these topics in myself, but I'm just upset at all of them. Dylan, you can upset really, really easily, though, if we're being 100% honest. Well, I, I'm, I get upset I'm, for real reasons. <laughs> Real reasons? <laughs> like bad streaming platforms. Oh my god. I, I, yeah, we, we found out they're not even verified on Twitter tonight. Shows how successful you are, Caffeine. But what it is, so it is not coming off Twitch, it's not coming off like anything like that. Caffeine paid LCS, assumingly, a lot, a lot of money, so that if you wanted to co-stream, commentate over anything kind of like that, it can only be done in Caffeine. That's really the only way that is a streaming partner. Really kind of a curious thing that they're doing there. I mean, LCS and Riot in general is very hard, has tried very hard to avoid doing anything with Twitch. They didn't do their pro view um, like uh, Overwatch League did on Twitch. They did it on their own separate version. And they're now doing co-streaming only on Caffeine. So I think all that's really interesting. But I do think it's cool that you can at least co-stream somewhere now. I mean, we saw that tested a little bit last year with bigger streamers. So now anyone can do it. They just have to go to a platform that no one's on. Which, uh, yeah, I haven't even, I like, I, I, one of these days I need to just invest time into like trying to navigate that platform. I need, just need to do it because I really need to see how horrendous it is. Um, Like the, 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 the like do or like the partner streams or whatever are kind of interesting. But I mean, like, I don't know if I'd want to suffer through. Going caffeine. through caffeine. I don't want to do it. Yeah, caffeine I don't want to do it. Sucks. Yep. I yeah. mean, we we already, we already did kind of like a like a little dive into it a couple months ago, and it's like not a good platform. Like I'd rather it be on Mixer. Caffeine is just like terrible to use. You can't even use it if you're not logged in. Um, it's I mean, it's all signs are pointing that it's probably a scam. Uh, like one of those VC scams or where you set up. So this is actually a really common place where someone who has a reputation of building up companies and selling them um, will build up a company, ask for VC money, not spend all the money, and then basically call it a wash. Um, and that's kind of what it's pointing at right now because they have like a disgusting amount of money raised right now um, and just not a good track record uh, for actually hosting and, and putting something out there that's actually going to succeed um, because no one's on it. No one's on it right now. So what's, what's the point? Yeah, I, I I don't know if I if, if I feel the same way about it being a scam, but 
I feel like it's not doing what it needs to do to kind of take over with Twitch. I feel like ultimately it will be a wash because you're going up against Amazon. You're going up against Microsoft right now and the other two platforms and Facebook. And that's just not a place you want to be. But we have talked about that before. I'm pretty sure if you do want to go back and listen to Dylan and Sold Mixer for 25 straight minutes, we do have an episode <laughs> very far back uh, with Mixer in the title. So do go check that out. And you can just listen to Dylan rant about how bad Mixer is. And we do agree with them. Um, but we don't want to get in that today when we're already running a little bit low on time here. But with that, is there anything else you guys want to talk about this with uh, any last points on this? Uh, just to just to kind of build on LCS, not so much this. Um, they Lol Esports did release their ultimatum towards Echo Fox and everything like that. So we should see a verdict with them shortly. Going back to the whole Rip Fox thing. I, yeah. So I think right before the show, they gave him a one week extension. Yeah. Seven days, that's it. Oh, no other points? I don't know if you guys thought... I that's, thought it, you, I, that's it, that's <laughs> it. No, I thought you were going on to something there, Dylan. I thought you were going to explain that something, so I just kind of waited for you guys to go. But no, that's it. Um, yeah, I think we do have one more last um, article to talk about before we do our weekly TI prize pool watch. But that is going to be what IMBA TV to promote... IMBA TV. IMBA TV to promote Young Town with Chinese... Dota 2 Development League. Dylan, you're the Dota guy. You're the guy that put the article in here. Take us away. This is kind of your show to go. Yeah, so it's basically a special league of sorts uh, for up-and-coming players. Uh, so the big thing about this is a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, talent scouts are seeing really good Dota players who are a little bit... And they want to give them a shot, but they don't want to just hoist them into, like the spotlight, you know, throw them right into a big Dota team and then just give it a go. Um, so this is acting kind of like an in-between. Um, so another, I, I guess, foundation piece to that, that esports pipeline that we're always talking about on how to build up a good pipeline for younger players to go up through the ranks, get experience, and actually be able to be on big teams with experience and not have to suffer burnout or anything like that because they're not prepared for it. Um and Imbo, the TV is putting this on and they're specifically developing Chinese Dota 2 players, which I think is great because um, China is a, a region that loves Dota. And definitely, I think the biggest numbers we see in Dota are from that region. So I think it's great that they're doing this, building up more teams. Uh, you know, Dota, uh, Chinese Dota teams always do super well in TI. So, I mean, we'll see more of that, too. And I mean, that's where TI is taking place this year, too. So obviously there's a huge community of people there who absolutely love the game. And I'm glad that they're getting something else to actually um, excel in that. Cause I believe it was, I mean, I mean all the, all the months are running together at this point, but we did an episode where I think it was China that recognized esports as a profession. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In regards to visas and everything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just another piece of infrastructure for the country to, to have esports players rise up from, from early, early age into actually a pro scene, which is awesome. No, I, I mean, I can't see too many bad things about this. I haven't heard too many or any bad things about Imba TV. Um, actually haven't heard from them in quite a while. So this is really great. I, was gonna say, I haven't heard that name in a bit. Like, I mean, it's a name familiar to me, but when I saw it in, I saw it in like the outline, I was like, wait, Imba, what the, what, where yeah. did those guys come and it's I think it's gonna it's gonna take place right after TI ends, which is great because it's like a little off season. Um, so I think it's gonna work out perfectly, and people are gonna get their fill of Dota, which is great. Gosh, golly, it would be great to see other esports adopting these, mo- like you know, 
these uh, setups where, you know, you find out if a player can suffer through burnout or not, you know, and you won't have this massive, like, exodus of players. I don't know, maybe take notes, Overwatch. Might not be the worst idea. Overwatch had Apex, so Overwatch had all kind of tournaments before the Overwatch League came around. I don't think yeah, but it's not, no, no, they had such it. a big scene before. No, 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 you need it during the Overwatch League, though. They had all those tournaments because there was no Overwatch League. You then we got the Overwatch League, and then we got the burnout. We have contenders. An open division. Which came with oh, the Overwatch League. And, it, and like, I mean, dude, the like the contender scene is it is it, Like, they're not given the support that they need. They definitely need a lot more support, and they need things to be structured a little bit differently so they can prop them up into the Overwatch League prop. I just don't think there. I don't think it's going to work the same because there isn't a Dota development league right now. I don't care if it's organized. So there is a development league for the Overwatch League right now that is sponsored by Blizzard. Yes, it's not getting enough attention. Yes, there's sponsored. a hundred of problems with it, but no one's going to go up against Blizzard. In developing a developmental no, league no, 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 no. We don't want that. There. That's that's not what we're advocating for. We're saying that Blizzard should do a better job. We're not saying that some other t- tournament should come up and have a yeah, new no, 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 yeah. to do this. We're, we're, we're saying Blizzard should be doing this oh. because Valve isn't the one really doing anything with 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 Dota esports. I mean, they like you know they they pull all the strings with TI and stuff, but I mean a, a lot of the other stuff they just go. All right, guys, let's do it. They provide the resources, but they're fairly hands-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As opposed to Blizzard, who's hyper hands-on, who should be doing a lot better. Who, who if should they're going to act like that, better. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's fair. I thought you were saying the Overwatch community in general. You said, no, you no, said no, take yeah, this. I said Overwatch, but I mean like oh, the Overwatch League specifically, okay. right? I am more on board with that because I'm like, no, it would be stupid for anyone to kind of try to fight against no, Nobody's going to fight that, exactly, right? Okay, that was the point I was going to make. So, yep, so I'm on the same page with that. Yeah, I do love seeing these development leagues. And I guess it's hard to really um, agree that these guys are going to do it until it actually starts. So I'd be curious to see if they actually do do a better job in Blizzard. I mean, yeah, I mean, if it is anything like Apex or anything kind of like that, like how Overwatch League was before, we have seen a lot of people do it really well. So I'm not saying it's not possible to do it really well, but I'm not going to give them props for doing it well until I've actually seen them do it. Exactly. It's also going to be very different, though, because the inherent structure of Dota and the inherent structure of the Overwatch League are completely different. So you will not be able to really draw comparisons. Um, not only that, but it's only yeah. it's only Chinese uh, teams, too. It's like exclusively for the China region. Um, so it's going to be really hard to make those comparisons. But it's going to be a good thing for the Dota. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be takeaways, but I don't think it'll be anything, anything super crazy. No, no, I agree with all that. Any other points we want to make on that? I think this was kind of a wrap, quick up notice. It's kind of like, uh, cool. I don't think there's really nothing to talk about, no arguments we made here. So with that, we are going to jump over to kind of a reoccurring segment that we'll be having for a while here, which is going to be the TI prize pool watch 2019 and can someone give me the lucky number of what we are sitting at today and before we do get to that i want so we know it's around 29 million do either one of you have the prize pull up in front of you not yet okay don't pull it up i want us to try to guess the number 
and see who's the closest. We'll do this each week, and it'll be a reoccurring point thing. And then whoever has the most points at the end gets Prediction King point. 29.02. 29.02 million. Okay. 29. I'm going to say 29 too. I'm going to say 29. I'm going to say 29.1. So 29 million 100,000. So Dylan is saying 29 million 20,000. No, right. no, no, no. I said 29.02. That would be 20,000, wouldn't it? He's- Wait, no, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm- and James said 200,000. I said 100,000. You said 20,000. So, Dylan, pull up the number and let's see who is going to be the closest this week. All right. I'm getting word that is 29.045, whatever that is. 29,045,500. So, unfortunately, I think he's cheating considering he is the one that pulled it up. I So, no point will be awarded this week because Dylan won. I have honor. So therefore, we'll start next week at zero 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 because Dylan is a cheater. Brutal, just brutal. No, but congratulations, Dylan. You will take the point this week. Next week, you will be fact checked because Road is taking your word for it right now, and no one is checking you. <laughs> but with that, do we have anything else you want to go back and touch on? We have a couple more minutes before we do wrap up the show. If not, we can wrap up a little bit early and jump into pre-show. But is there anything you guys want to talk about? Their first show back with all three of us together. And if you want to jump on something, we do have time. Uh, yeah, just really quick. Um, so this past over the last couple of days, I think I, I think I found it three days ago. Uh, we did lose friend of the pod, uh, Basil, who was a frequent frequently visited in my ch- in our chat. Uh, I knew him knew him actually personally. Uh, we did he did pass away three days ago, I think. Um, so that being said, for anybody who's suffering with like mental health issues, um, you know, depression, anxiety, any, any, anything on the spectrum, doesn't matter what the fuck it is. If you need help, please seek it. If you don't want to talk, find somebody who you're at least comfortable getting the foot in the door and then maybe they can point you in the right direction as well. If you don't know where the resources is, ask anybody. Usually most of the time, like people, like the, the, the whole stigma behind mental health these days is way, way better than it was back in the day. So if you need help, ask somebody's going to give it to you somebody's going to push you in the right direction please for the love of god do it yeah. so just wanted to give a quick shout out to craig uh he was an awesome dude uh love him to death you'll be you'll be dearly missed yeah i i mean i only really knew craig from the interaction i had but even when i heard that i was super sad and yeah thank you for bringing that up and i, I agree mental illness is something that's shitty a lot of people deal with it each and every day so don't be afraid to reach out to us we can help you get in touch with someone else that's a little bit more professional if you just need to talk about something i mean i think all three of us are always open as well so don't hide it no need to hide anymore anyone that tells you need to hide it tell them to fuck off and tell someone else because everyone needs to talk about it and there's no point in hiding it anymore so i agree craig you will be missed and yeah it was good knowing you i did but on that kind of sort of end things on a somber yeah. note but uh, yeah. I, I don't even know how yeah you kind of we should just kind of go right into the ending because there's no way you can really follow that up but yeah so but with that, this was Project Esports for July 15th, 2019. We go live each and every Monday. I don't know who I'm stepping over right now. I'm just going to go into the entire outline because I'm just feeling the groove and it's been so long since we've done this. Feeling the groove or being incredibly scuffed. Can't tell the difference. Okay, go on, Dylan. You go on. 
We go live every Monday, um, probably at nine o'clock p.m. EST, or no, ten o'clock EST from now on. So if you watch us live, go to twitch.tv slash popped underscore off at 10 p.m. EST. Um, don't forget that because that's our new time. And if you miss the live show, uh, you can go to youtube.com, search popped off, search Project Esports. Please go to our YouTube and subscribe there because we want to get 100 subs. So I don't have to have this big, long explanation on how to get there. So I can just give you an easy link. And if you want to listen to the audio version where we all sound the absolute best, perfect, unscuffed, go to any any podcast provider. I'm talking anyone. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Go to Spotify. That's a good one. Or iTunes. I like iTunes. I usually sub on iTunes. So go to that too. James? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm thanking the people. I am thanking the people. All right. For all you goons out there who decide to tune into us every week, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. Um, you guys make it all possible. Uh, you make me keep coming back. Make me keep coming back after the most stressful six months of my life. So thank you very much for your continued support. We uh, we love it. And do make sure to kind of interact with us wherever you do want to, whether it is Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook, wherever you want, just like the Shanghai Dragons did on our most recent treat. So any interaction means the world to us, especially when you have a check mark next to your name. I'm not going to say we're biased, but we are biased. So please, Super so please go and interact with us with every way you want. Like James said, it all means the world to us, whether it's a follow or a like. We're doing this content for you guys, so let us know what you want to hear, what you do like. So it all means the world to us, and we try to make the content for you. But with that, this is Project Esports for July 15th, 2019. As always, I am Andrew. I'm Dylan. And I'm James. And we will see you guys next Monday at our new time of 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern. Until then, we will miss you guys. Remember, mental health is, sucks, but it's super important to talk about. We'll see you guys then.